Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Hi, how are you? It is Tutel and Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this very fine Thursday afternoon. Hope you are having a wonderful day. Thanks for spending some time with us on your radios, on your TVs, or perhaps, as it were, on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. You can listen live there on the stream. The stream is available all the time, and it is available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity if you want to pick up your phone and call us, you can do that as well. Anytime that you uh, would like to, 329-1899, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. Today, going to have some fun on the show today. Austin Eckler, running back for the Los Angeles Chargers, just signed a new four-year deal earlier this month. He's also helping people, people stay in shape during the quarantine. He's doing all the good stuff for us. He's going to join us, talk to us a little bit about what he's got going on uh, in a, uh, heading into his third year in the NFL. We also uh, are going to have uh, uh, a couple of other guests for you, and we're going to go through also, Coulter, the transfer portal, a couple of Montana State Bobcats for the men's basketball team uh, transferring out of MSU, so we'll go through that as well, and we hope to get the Leon Costello interview in as well today, which we could not get in yesterday. Uh, and so we will uh, try to get the athletic director for Montana State in as well. But as it is right off the top today, we're very happy to go to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line and welcome it. Man who's going to be a third year running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. Just signed a new four year, 20 plus million dollar deal and is also helping people work out via the power of the internet and the social medias. Austin Eckler on the line with us. Austin, how are you, my man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I like that introduction. I appreciate it. Well, we're certainly we're certainly happy to have you on. We're excited to uh, do it, and I suppose you know we all got a little more time on our hands than we thought we were gonna. So we might as well try and figure this out together. But I've been it's been fun watching you on the social media, helping people doing workouts and all that kind of stuff. What tell the people what you've been up to there? Hey, yeah, you know, trying to keep people motivated and active. I know in the Orange County area, that's where uh, I'm living. A lot of the gyms are shut down. And so it's really hard to work out or even stay motivated to work out. So I decided I'm going to start a live stream. I was live streaming on Twitch yesterday at workout just for people to join in if they wanted to you know, participate or just to watch to get motivated or just to watch just to have a little Q&A at the end too. So trying to stay active and all the downtime that we're having is unfortunate, but it's you know, something that we have to do to you know, help humankind. So it's not worth it. Austin, you went to college at Western State, and it's actually interesting because the RMAC teams – often land on the Big Sky Conference teams, and they often land on schedules at both the University of Montana and Montana State. And we're here on the radio and on television in the state of Montana. Remind me, though, when you were playing at Western State, did you ever come to Montana? Did you guys ever play the Cats or the Grizz? We did not play Montana, no. And uh, I think we played Northern Colorado and then Idaho State. I okay. don't know if those guys are in your conference. Yeah, both, both those teams in the Big Sky Conference, no doubt, for yeah. sure. Well, the, the RMAC is definitely interesting because, first of all, Colorado State Pueblo has risen to such a level of national acclaim, but also the RMAC's produced a couple really great running backs yourself in recent years. Danny Woodhead several years ago when he was at Shadron State. So 
there's so many great stories in the NFL, you being one of them, guys that come from a really low level of football and make it to the highest level and not just make it but thrive. So what, what's your journey been like? How did you go from Western State to now starting running back for the Chargers? Uh, it's been a long process and a lot of uncertainty. Uh, but the main thing that stayed consistent is just my mindset while I'm going along all these different times in life. And what I mean by that is when I was in college, I just focused on whatever year it was, my freshman, sophomore year, and just being successful in that moment. And take advantage of that moment because that's the opportunity that I have right there. And then if I do well in that opportunity, another opportunity will face and show itself, you know. And that's kind of how I've been progressing along my career as well, you know, into the NFL is, is exactly that same mindset. So my first year, I was mainly a special teams guy for the Chargers. You know, I led, actually led the NFL in uh, tackles on punts as a rookie. So my, my, my uh, special teams coach was like, yeah, he's a, you're, you're my guy. And so I kind of took advantage of that opportunity. I started getting more offensive snaps. And then I started taking advantage of those opportunities as well. But it just came down to me focusing on the moment that was at hand. And, you know, that's what I tell, you know, younger players, too, that are coming up and they're asking me the same question. I'm like, don't worry about the NFL. The NFL will sort itself out. Take advantage of the opportunity that you're presented with right now. Well, you know, it's so interesting, guys, who come from small, you know, small school football, small uh, conference football, and get into a free agent situation that get into special teams and do all that. But a lot of it is about fit, too, right? You know, you get you have to find the right spot. And for you to be in the Chargers in the last two seasons with Phillip Rivers as a great pass-catching running back, I mean, how well does that just happen to suit you? Whereas if maybe you had ended up on another team, you don't get that same opportunity, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's more than just, you know, taking advantage. You got to you got to, you know, be schematical with, you know, your decisions as well. You got to, you know, put some time in to actually see where you're going to be best fit. You know, I came into a situation where I had multiple teams interested in me uh coming out of college, so I was like, okay, what team's going to be a best fit for me? And with the Chargers, you know, you have Phillip, who's not the most mobile quarterback, so he's going to be hitting his running backs a lot. So, and they had Melvin Gordon as well, and then behind them they had a bunch of younger running backs. So we felt that, hey, there's a lot of young running backs that haven't really established themselves yet. Maybe you have a better chance of going there and proving that you can beat out these other guys. And, you know, Melvin Gordon was the guy at the time, so it was like, okay, who's going to be the the pass catcher coming in? And we knew that was one of my strong suits. And so that's why we went there. Ended up special teams was my main reason I got on the team, but then, you know, filled into my offensive role later on. Austin Eckler joining us, running back for the Los Angeles Chargers, signed a four-year, $24.5 million deal a couple weeks ago. Congratulations on that. That's fantastic. And also, you know, a lot of guys talk about, you know, okay, there's the money side of it in the NFL, but how much, too, of signing a contract like that, just in terms of the the respect slash confidence that you have from the organization that that demonstrates to you that, hey, you're our guy, we are happy to have you here, and we are excited about, you know, your uh, life and career as a football player, as a Charger. That's got to feel, you know, really good and instill a lot of confidence, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I feel like any time an organization shows that they, they have trust in you, especially when you started with them, it's really a good feeling. And uh, especially this year is because, you know, they could have put a one-year tender on me and gave me a certain tender round, tender round or whatever. And then right. I could have been on a one-year and then out into the free, uh, the free market. And, you know, they approached us and said, you know, at the end of the season that we'd like to get a deal done and let's, you know, stay in touch and let's see if we can come to an agree an agreement. And so at first when we started negotiation, we were really far apart from each other. So I wasn't really confident about us getting a deal. It's like, okay, we're going to get on the tender. But as the tender deadline started creeping up, you know, we started to get closer together as far as what, uh, what we were thinking our, my value was to the team. And then it ultimately got something done. So... You know, looking back, it's just it's just great that they even, you know, had any confidence in me because I was an undrafted guy and I've been working my way up slowly to a point where now I'm, you know, one of the main guys in the offense. Week 14 against Jacksonville Jaguars. You had one of the rare outings for a running back over the last decade. You had 101 yards rushing, 112 yards receiving only the fourth guy in the last 10 years to go 100 and 100 out of the backfield in the same game. I think only the sixth guy ever. What was I mean? Take us through that moment. That's not only are you doing that in the NFL, but you're doing that against a Jaguar defense, which I know they were a little banged up last year, but still one of the elite defenses in the league. How are you able to put that sort of production together? And on six touches, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <It was> pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just get those games where 
you just you're getting all the balls, everything's falling your way, you're getting the big scenes. Uh, they come far in between, so I guess it was just my turn to you know have a have an opportunity to you know, rack up some yardage. Uh, but yeah, it's not always like that. <laughs> Obviously, you know, as you said, the stats. Uh, but no, it's just a good feeling. And when you're even in that game, you don't even notice it. I didn't even notice that I was getting close to 100 and 100 until about the fourth quarter. My coach looked at me and says, "Hey, man, you need seven more yards to get 100 and 100. We're putting you back in." And we were up by. I don't know a few scores, so I would already been out of the game at that point. But I'm glad you know that they let me get that little achievement for myself, uh, getting that, getting another catch. Well, you know, Austin up here in Montana, we love having guys who are coming from, like we said, the small schools, the Western states, and that. And one thing that we uh, that's fun is when guys you know make it and get a first and then a second contract and all that. Some guys tend to rest on their laurels or can after they get that contract done. But a lot of the the the, the kids who you know come in undrafted and have only ever had to prove it go hey now this is my time to even go harder where are you at on this and especially now where you kind of got to go harder in your own basement right because of the situation at large so how does that what's your mindset right now after all that uh you know it's, it's like life man this is this is just another example of you know life testing us you know it's just humans and individuals as well um it's testing us on a, a global level i feel like right now but it's just right. throwing some adversity at us and saying hey you get to be able to overcome this and it starts with you know your individual effort for you to be able to overcome something then you know as a community or a team then you can over- overcome bigger things but for now for me it's like hey how can i make this work and how can i try to influence others to you know stay active or do my part to you know help motivate because i do have a little following so uh, and everyone has downtime and everyone's in a time of, you know, some uncertainty. So I feel like if we have, you know, some type of, you know, community base where we're staying in touch or having some connection, even if it's, you know, through social media, things like that, uh, you know, we can get a little bit more confident and just stay on track to, you know, get over this hump, whether it's, you know, for football, uh, off season training where we don't have any gyms or it's just, you know, society coming together just to lay low and not keep spreading this, this virus around. We got to ask you about Philip Rivers. He's been an institution with the Chargers for a long time, but now he's moving on. I'm sure uh, mixed feelings from everybody in that locker room because I know he was a fantastic leader. But what was it like starting your career and playing under a guy that has so much experience and such a fiery leader, and and himself has uh, such an interesting story? Uh, yeah, you know it was it was really special, you know, coming in with Philip just because I was a young player and I was you know I was actually the only running back that came in my career or my. Uh, rookie year I was I was the only rookie running back and so I didn't have anyone else to like bounce off the questions you know I was coming from a rookie as far as the running back stuff and you know Philip really helped me out on the field when it came to that just because the way he played the game and the way he was a leader on the field he knew everything he knew every position and what you should be doing also while he's reading the defense at the same time the dude was incredible uh you know he's been doing it for 17 years going into his 18th year which is insane (laughs) <laughs> but uh, it is insane. He's the chief, man. <laughs> he just he told me what to do. I know what I would. I know my job most of the time. But he would just reassure me, like, "Hey, you got to do this." Like, ah, oh, sweet. And so now, I, then I can just focus on playing football and just relax. Well, Austin, we certainly appreciate you joining us, man. It's been a lot of fun. Tell the people where they can follow along with you. They want to stay in shape in their houses along with you leading the way. Where can they? Where can they check it? Check you out. Yeah, so I post all of my things on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram. It's Austin Eckler, A-U-S-T-I-N-E-K-E-L-E-R. And that'll lead you to my live streams for, for working out and for just chatting. We can get some Q&As going. But uh, I got a workout actually planned for tomorrow, full body workout. So if you want to jump on there, head over there and check it out. That's fantastic, man. Well, it's good stuff that you're doing. You're leading everybody now uh, in this in this time, in this weird time that we're at. So appreciate that. And when we get back to life, man, keep showing out for the small school kids, all right? Hey, will do. I appreciate you guys having, for having me on. You got it. Appreciate you. Austin Eckler, running back for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. What a fun guy, man, sitting there in his basement. He's like, I'm not wasting my time. I'm going to get on here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, you know, get everybody going on full body work out here in the house. And Well, well, well we got to. So that's, uh, that's fantastic. And congratulations to him. I mean, seriously, I don't know of a better 
pass catching running back. I mean, there's some good ones right now in the NFL for sure. There have been some 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 great ones, but he who's better than Austin Eckler at this very moment in terms of that part of the game? I mean, he's as good as it gets and and whatever quarterback now follows Philip Rivers into Los Angeles, huge luxury to have a guy like that who can who could do it, you know, in in both ways. And this is what we're whenever we're talking about recruiting in college football and then we talk about what it takes to make it into the league. Yeah. Guys like Jadavion Clowney are just, they are so rare. Guys that are just straight up league ready when they're 18 years old. Adrian Peterson, like those guys are so rare. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter if you're a five-star recruit who goes to USC or Alabama. Chances are when you get to the league, you're going to have to sacrifice and you're going to have to do something to grind and you're going to have to do something you maybe you haven't done before or you're going to have to do something that's a lot harder than you've ever done before. And I think that's one of the few advantages that guys from small schools have. Oh, you want me to cover a punt? First of all, you probably already did it at right, Western right. State, so you know how. Right. I mean, look at Montana State's kickoff team. All the dudes that are going to try to go to the league this last year are running down on kickoff. Dante Olson ran down on kickoffs until this year. Yeah, yeah. Mac Bignell, I mean, star players, all-American caliber guys are covering kicks and punts at the FCS level, so you, you know how to do it. But also, you're like, well... I never had a chance to do anything. I was recruited by Western State. Yeah. That's it. Give me, I'll do anything to get my shot. And so when they say, hey, Eckler, you're on putt, you're like, yep. Here I go. Not only do I know how to do this, I know how to kill it, and I know how to make the team. That's, I think, I think that's why Leave you Leave the see, NFL, right, and punt, uh, in, in punt, in tackles on punts. No doubt. freshman, or rookie year. No doubt. And I think that, I mean, you can carve out a niche, and you can make it in the league for a lot longer if you have that. Because if you're a backup guy, to make a 53-man roster, you basically got to be, unless you play a certain position, on the two deep. You got to be a backup guy. That's right. At the, at the worst, you know, a fifth safety or a fifth linebacker. The only reason they're going to keep you is if you can contribute the, to the team by doing something other than playing your position. I think that's why we've seen guys like Chase Reynolds. Chase Reynolds got hardly any run at running back in his career, but he stuck in the NFL for six years because he could cover kicks and punts. Right. Cole Anderson made a million bucks the last two years of his career just as a special teams guy. He did get in a little bit with the Colts and the Bills towards the end of his career because of injuries, but first and foremost, kicks and punts. And so I think it is a good lesson for guys. And I also think it's why some guys from smaller levels oftentimes do break through. Once they get the opportunity, they maximize the opportunity a lot more. Absolutely. Well, he certainly has done that. And he, and he touched on this too, and I've been saying this, but I think, man, if you have the option to get drafted in the sixth or seventh round or to be an, uh, you know, a, a priority free agent and go undrafted, I would pick. I think it's better for the guy to not be drafted, man, because then if you have multiple teams like Austin Eckler did saying, you know, we'd like you to come and, and, and try out with us and be in our camps, he gets to pick where he wants to go. Okay, you got an established Melvin Gordon and a whole bunch of young guys. Let me go beat out those young guys and get on that too deep, and that's exactly what he did, and uh, and and that's impressive. Well, we certainly appreciate Austin Eckler being with us. Uh, that was a lot of fun uh, uh, to uh, to chat with him. And if, oh, go ahead. I got one more question yep. for you on this. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. think it's an interesting point of discussion. I often feel too. Not only are you going to have that chip on your shoulder and that desire to break through, but I also feel that if you do develop and blossom at a small school level, then you have a chance to be dominant. There's a lot of guys. DK Metcalf was never a dominant guy at a high level of football until actually he was in the NFL. He he's one of the rare guys that blossomed in the NFL. But I guess my question for you is what do you think of guys that maybe choose a different level or only have the opportunity to go to a different level but then blossom beyond that level but stay there to and then they thrive and there's the confidence that gives them. The amount that they get to play. Look at a guy like Bryce Dirk. Would he have ever cracked the two deep at Washington? I don't know. But to me the path to the NFL is paved way more smoothly for Bryce Dirk because he went to Montana State and got 30 sacks. Yeah, and and, and to your point, played. I mean, sometimes, like, if Bryce Dirk right now, or say middle of his senior year, went back to Washington, just say, like, okay, all of a sudden, snap your fingers, he's there, would he be on the two deep? Absolutely, he might be starting. But he, when he first came to Montana State, Coulter, what did we say? This dude's 6'5", 260, but has no idea that he is. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, he, he he needed to not just get the reps, but the confidence of going in there and just winning over and over and over and get the motor going. And then when that happened, he, he became a player who was a high caliber, a high level of player. But some guys, you know, 
need to have that sort of born into them or built into them to some extent. And so, you know, there's plenty of guys, I'm sure, who could be really good at a lower level, transfer to a higher level, maybe not play as much and still have that or still, you know, be able to work their way in. But, I mean, you know what I'm going to say. I think that you're in 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 most cases, you're just better suited to get the reps that you could get. I mean, in basketball, how much better was Jared Samuelson this senior year for having been the NAIA player of the year? You know what I mean? And getting all of those opportunities. Now, he played as a freshman quite a lot for the Grizzlies. So maybe he would have played the whole way through and maybe he arrives at the same spot. I, I don't know. But... He certainly wouldn't have played more minutes at Montana than he played, you know, at MSUB. That is that is for sure. And so, you know, that's you, you get that you develop that, uh, you know, over time. And and clearly that has worked out for Austin Eckler. It's worked out. I mean, who who's been better than him when from D two? I mean, come on, right? Right. I mean, you just mentioned Danny Woodhead. That's a great example. No doubt. I, I, I mean, I, I was I, don't know I was pumping up the conference because he was in it and because there's a familiarity with it sure but besides csu pueblo and and you know shadow on state every once in a while it's not actually that great of a league the armac is an okay d2 league but it's not like the the texas league or even the great northwest athletic conference even though they don't have an automatic bid just because the gnac has central washington in it who's right. almost always a powerhouse it's not like the minnesota league that has minnesota mankato and minnesota duluth in it but still, it's a great way for for you to cut your teeth if you do have – a lot of guys are late bloomers too. I think that's what makes recruiting such an inexact science, right? Absolutely. What a guy is when he's 18 and what he is when he's 23, it just there's nowhere close to the same. And you, and you can never overcome desire. I've been listening to these Grizz Greats podcasts back in – I listened to both Larry Kostowiak and Wayne Tinkle when I was walking yesterday yeah. enjoying some sunshine. And I think that's the one thing I've taken from this is both – all the guys that are part of this Grizz Greats Coaching Tree podcast, both from a coaching perspective and from when you're talking about from when they were players, they talk about the moment that they really gained confidence as players, what that did for them, and then how they've tried to engender confidence in their players and yeah. how key that is. And I really think that that's one of the things that's such a broken element of Division One right now because you're trying to recruit dudes who are plug-and-play and guys want to be impact players right away. Whereas, I mean, think of how great Wayne Tinkle was. He wasn't a... a go-to guy on the Grizz until he was a junior. Right. Because he had to play behind Larry Kristoviak, and that used to be how it always was. You never got a chance to blossom until later on in your career, and you just wonder what so many guys could and would become if they just stuck it out and gained that confidence. Right. Sutel Nuanas, one or two nine ESPN Radio on a Thursday afternoon, along with you. Hope you are having a wonderful day. Uh, in about twenty five, about twenty minutes from now. So this is we'll get to it. But uh, Blake Hempstead from. Uh, Copperhead Country over there in Anaconda going to join us talk a little Anaconda sports athletics uh, and where we're at right now. But next, Mike Person. He was the released cut by the San Francisco 49ers today. Seven years he's been in the NFL. Uh, he's not necessarily out. He's a free agent. Excuse me. But uh, he is currently not on a roster that leaves one cat or Grizz remaining in the NFL. We'll tell you who right after this. You know, Coulter, the online world is complex. And it's even the more complex when you have a business that's online. And let's be honest, every business is online in this day and age. How nice would it be if you had a company that could help you make your business demands simpler and the approach easier to understand while also making it secure? One of the great books ever written, Eric Hoffer, The True Believer. One of the theses in this book is man of ideas and men of action. Sometimes the men of ideas need men of action. We need help. We need help with all of the logistics of technology. Boy, do we. I got nothing but ideas, and I got no clue how to do any of this other stuff. So that's why you call our friends at Blackfoot. Blackfoot Communications are your men and women of action. When your business online needs help, needs security, and needs to, frankly, just stay functioning. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. Ensure that your company is online all the time. Get the people of action from Blackfoot Communications. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. And then there was one cat or grizz remaining in the NFL. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Happy to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Hope you are well. Thanks for spending some time with us. Hope you are spending time in groups of 
less than 10. That would be the way I would like to encourage you on this Thursday afternoon. Believe me, you get more than 10 anyway, it's just hectic. You don't want that. You don't want to go to the stores with all those people. Okay? Schedule the pickup. Take care of each other. My favorite part is the, the for a long time going to bars, it, people weren't so scared to talk to strangers. You would actually go to bars to say, hey, what's going on? Interrupt people's conversations. Eavesdrop. Right. Now we have this thing where probably a little bit more polite in certain ways, but also there's just not a lot of talking. That's why I love going to bars and, and restaurants in small town Montana because you mm. can still go in there and strike up a conversation. What's going on? Yeah. I'm just a guy. How are you doing? What are you doing? But the thing that's so funny to me is when people are like, let's go downtown. Let's go to the bars. And then you just sit there and talk to the same people you went to the bar with. It's like, why don't that's we right. just say somewhere we could play our own music and hang out wherever we hang want out at the house well the, listen that's still an option for people it is it absolutely uh is. and uh and, a, and a good one i was i was amazed man when i came into the office at how many people are are out and about right now it's i don't know surprising to me stutel and Juanis, 1029 espn radio at gus tutel at 1029 espn and at skyline sports mt on twitter you can go ahead and uh, check all of the social medias out uh, we appreciate that. We will get to Blake Hempstead here in about 15 minutes from now. But Coulter wanted to talk about the NFL. Mike Person, released today by the San Francisco 49ers. This is uh, the time of year as we enter a free agency where teams are looking to uh, make changes, move on. I mean, Todd Gurley released today by the law. Uh, uh, yes, they are in Los Angeles, right? The Rams? Good. Got to get my cities right still. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, he and Clay Matthews, by the way. Clay Matthews, probably not a surprise. Todd Gurley, maybe actually not really a surprise, honestly, but still a big name, a significant name. But for the state of Montana, Mike Person, who has been in the NFL seven years, and Colton, you've chronicled his sort of path well, where he, you can only be on a, a, a practice squad for three years, and then you, if you don't make a team, you're not allowed to be on the practice squad anymore. And basically on his last day of eligibility as a practice squad player, got moved up and became part of an active roster, and then through injury actually became a starter and then continued to solidify himself as a viable first center and then as a tackle, and then went to San Francisco brought in to be a starting offensive lineman for the 49ers, which he has been for the last two seasons. He played in the Super Bowl, hugely impressive. And now at the age of 31, uh, he'll, he'll be 32 heading into uh, this next season. He is uh, looking for uh, another team, which is something he's pretty familiar with. But he's had an unbelievable run, Mike Person has. He's been on this show, been a great guy to talk to. And I'll tell you what, the work, the grind to – to gut it out for this long and to play professionally in the league like that, very, very impressive, and we certainly hope he lands on it. He will certainly land on his feet. Will he land on his feet in the NFL remains to be seen, but we're excited to see where uh, where the next step is for, uh, for Mr. Person. It's a great example of how sometimes you reach a point in your career where it doesn't actually matter how good you are or if you've lost a step. It just matters what are you going to cost for the team that you currently play for and can they afford you. Right. He was good enough to get a contract for the Niners, but with what they've been doing in free agency and stuff like that, sometimes you're too good. You, you become too good to, to be kept. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the unfortunate part for guys that really want to chase winning because if you want to stay for a winning franchise, well, if he was, he could go probably get exactly the money he was making last year for San Francisco and maybe even more and likely have a starting spot. For a team not as good as the 49ers. That's an unfortunate situation when you get to this point in your career when you are a veteran guy who's been in the league for 10 years, but you haven't quite become you know, a superstar or a Pro Bowl type player, but you're very, very good. A lot of times you have to choose. Do I want to keep playing and play for somebody different? And in a lot of cases, somebody less competitive? Or am I good for right now? Right. So we'll see. But what a story. I mean, anybody that knows the Lowney clan from Butte, there's Blownies here. I grew up with all the Lowney boys here sure. in Missoula. But that's Mike's mom's side of the family, so he's got Butte roots. There's been Lowney people that have been going to Mike Person games across the United States of America for the last 10 years. Yep. And I know his dad's side of the family has been as well. But then, you know, grew up in Glendive, came to Montana State. I was a half-scholarship player and then went on to be a guy who, until Mitch Brott broke his record, I guess Brent Swagger had the record, but Mike Person, one of the three or four most prolific tackles Montana State has ever had in terms of consecutive starts. Captain for the 2010 team, which was the team that really broke down the door and won a Big Sky title, their first Big Sky title since 1984. And just one of the all-around great guys. Like When you talk to Mike Person, you're like, 
well, yeah, you, your mom's side of the family's from Butte, and you grew up in Glendive. Yeah, you did. That's exactly what I would expect out right, of the guy because right. he's so nice and humble. But he's a dog on the field, and uh, we'll see what happens with Mike's career. But either way, if this is the end of the road for him, an amazing career, man, because in terms of physical gifts, this shows you what perseverance and toughness and hard work, how far I can get you. Yeah, Mike is certainly a big guy by average standards. I mean, he's six foot four, 290 pounds, but he's not the freak show six foot six. 315-pound guy, when you just look at him, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're a pretty big guy, but you, it's it's not like this the craziness that some guys, even guys that have played in the big sky before, he's not like Ayasut Peta. I mean, he's right. not like that guy from Weber State. Sure. So for Mike to be able to go all the way to the end of the practice squad thing, then get a chance, take advantage of that chance, and then turn that into a 10-year NFL career, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. How many guys, Coulter, have been positional starters in a Super Bowl from the Big Sky Conference. Not many. I mean, Brock Coyle played in the Super Bowl his first year, but he, you know, he's a special teamer for the Seattle Seahawks in the in their Super Bowl against the Patriots. Uh, obviously, Kendrick Bourne in this very same Super Bowl started. Yep. Was he? Did he start? You know, he's he's the number three wide receiver or whatever. So I guess that that is a presumed starter. I know you know whether he's on the field the very first play of the game. I don't recall. Uh, but there are not a lot of guys out of the big sky that have gone on to a play in, but C, B, be be a positional starter in a in a Super Bowl. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's in fact very cool. So congratulations to him on that. The interesting part of this, Coulter, is that this now leaves one former Cat or Grizz currently on an NFL roster. Now, certainly, Mike Person may find himself on another NFL roster. In, in 24 hours or less, or maybe, you know, whatever it might be. We know that, you know, Dante Olson certainly has NFL roster aspirations and uh, and others do. But as of right now, Alex Singleton with the Philadelphia Eagles, the only uh, former uh, uh, Montana or Montana State football player to be in the league. Uh, he is, I mean, he's in his prime right now. He is. And so he. Talking yeah. about another interesting path. This is a great example of what we're talking about where you maybe go to a different level and gain so much confidence. Alex Singleton to the got CFL. on to the Vikings practice squad right out of college. Then he was on the Seahawks practice squad. He bumped up to the active roster for a brief minute and back on the practice yeah. squad, and he was living that suitcase life. But then he read through his agent, who's actually based in Missoula, Bill Lower, read through the CFL rule book a lot more closely and then made the connection that Alex's mother was actually born in Canada making Alex then a first-generation, one-generation removed from a Canadian citizen, making it so that he could apply for Canadian citizenship. Now, what does that mean? There's an American roster limit in the CFL. That's right. So Alex Singleton goes from a guy who certainly would have had a shot in the CFL to now an absolutely coveted dude, and he was, like, I think, the fourth or fifth overall pick. Because he, he, he's going to be one of the absolute best Canadian players that there is, because there's not right. a ton of them. Right. So, so he... He decided, okay, I never explored the CFL. I never went into the CFL. I'm going to declare for the CFL draft after he'd already been playing pro football for a couple years. He gets drafted, goes to Stampede. He's an all-pro guy, and then he was the CFL defensive MVP one year, and then finally he gets a shot to come back to the NFL. So a great path, a great story for Alex Singleton as well. Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Carl Tyler's Missoula Volkswagen. Discover ownership, peace of mind with Carl Tyler's lifetime powertrain warranty. Uh Coulter, I want to ask you about this in relation to the CFL. Because when you hear it as a, as a CFL rule, it doesn't strike you as sort of odd necessarily. But imagine if, if one of the American sports leagues had an, had an American player or a foreign player roster limit, right? Like what if the NHL said you can only have X number of of Russian-born players because Russia is such a prolific hockey country or something like that, or basketball, right, with whether it was Spain or Argentina, you know, putting a cap on it and also thereby trying to maximize the number of, in this case, American-born players that would be playing in the league. In Canada, you go, okay, well, football is sort of a, a secondary sport in Canada, certainly behind hockey and maybe lacrosse, depending on how you do it. But the idea that, hey, we need to have a league that has Canadians playing in it, and as such, we're actually going to have a product that's probably not as good as it could be if we just took all of the quote-unquote best available players, the vast majority of whom would be American. Does that is that 
is just sort of odd in that sense, isn't it? It is odd. I think that the only reason that it really exists is just because it's so football-specific. Football is one of the only sports that's not really a global sport, right? They play basketball all over the globe. They play soccer all over the globe. Football is not really played, particularly at a professional level. I know there's a little bit of pro football going on in Europe right now, but it's not attached to the NFL like it once was. But the NFL, the CFL, those are the premier leagues. And I think that, I mean, the undertold, or I guess the part that no one's talking about, is just what sort of minor league system college football is for the pros. And that's kind of why they have to regulate it in terms of the amount of Americans that go to the CFL, don't you think? I mean, it's because all the best young football players with the rules that you have to stay in school for three years it's like a monopoly on the minor leagues of football no matter where football is being played yes right no exactly and i mean football is that sport right where the physical development is so is just it's just more significant there's not there's not a lot of guys that are 18 and 19 years of age that can play in the nfl i would say almost none i mean you, you mentioned maybe like a Jadavion Clowney. Maybe. He yeah. was ready his sophomore year of college for sure. I don't know if he was ready before that. You know, there's not Zion Williamson to play in the NFL. Right. It, it just doesn't really exist in the NHL. I mean, it's full of teenagers in the NHL. No doubt. So it, it's... Actually, sometimes you, some of the best guys are like 19 a, and 20. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't, you know, in one sense, I can kind of understand why that why that might be, but... In football, for sure. I mean, the physical development and just sort of uh, uh, establishment, I guess, for lack of a better word, and what you need to be to do what you do uh, is 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 just more than it is in the other sports, by and large. Sutel Nuwanis, 1029 ESPN Radio. Blake Hempstead going to join us from Copperhead Country. Covers all kinds of Anaconda athletics. In fact, he is uh, the... Num- the, the the absolute dawn of anaconda sports as it is right now and as we sit here and talk, look at the landscape of sports in general anaconda has been one of the most historical sports cities towns areas that the state of montana has to offer he's going to join us talk to us about state of affairs in general uh, was, class b tournament is the main reason yep. for blake coming on he was the play-by-play guy for the uh the entire tournament on behalf of the national uh, high school federation so he got an up close and personal look of a lot of the great teams i really want to talk to him about the lodgegrass boys who were lighting up the scoreboard before this thing got called to an abrupt halt also loyola girls were undefeated going into their state championship game so they have to share the championship very much like the missoula hellgate boys and Lindsay hine as well right six foot six scale out of forsyth who just committed to montana state six six don't lie but i wanted to, i want to hear a little bit more about her skill set because i obviously have not seen her being that she's from so far away i've seen pictures of her there was a picture of her Next to Trisha Binford, that's funny because that's about two and a half feet worth of distance between right. Lindsay yeah, and Trisha right. Binford. You got the five one coach and the but six when you're, six. When you're a high freshman. school senior, there's a lot of ways to be six six, and most of them aren't good for basketball, right? But if you can be, then then you're uh, then you're in business. Like you know, Colville's kids, right? Nate right. Colville is gonna. You're going to have some trees watering around is probably the way that's Well, and that's the difference between men's and women's basketball, by and large, too, is that we're talking about guys staying and developing. The girls almost always stay and develop. So if you're 6'6", it doesn't matter if you can't do anything the first couple years. If you can figure out how to get to do something by the last couple, two, three years, then you're going to be an absolute force. Exactly. I mean, figure out the one thing that you can do and do well and then learn the other stuff as you go. Think about how much better Abby Anderson got for the Grizz. Right. When she first got here, she couldn't even catch the ball in the post. She had multiple... Double digit scoring games this year. She was the big sky player of the week one year and one week this year, and she also led the league in blocks, right. which is exactly what you'd want out of a six four girl. But her her development has been rapid, and a lot of times you see that out of the the girls from small schools that are tall like that, that then get into a college program and can work at it. Well, Blake Hempstead going to join us right after this. It's two tell Nuwana's one hundred two ninety ESPN Radio. We are in the Kurtz Polaris studio, and right now at Kurtz Polaris, it's snow check season. What does that mean? Well. The new 2021 Polaris snowmobiles, that's right, Like they're still like not even built yet, but they know what's going to be in them. And you can go to Kurtz Polaris right now and customize your sled for next year. Be the first to have exactly what you want in the new 2021 models. The Chaos models, they have a new drive system. It's quick drive, too. They also have a new 2.75-inch Series 8 track and a factory-installed low, low-elevation clutching option. They are ready 
to raise your back backcountry bar even higher with these brand new sleds choose from over are you ready for this a hundred thousand different combinations of putting your sled together snow check going on just now through april 15th so get into kurtz polaris 2904 west broadway in missoula highway 83 in sealy they also have special snow check warranty and financing options going on right now through uh through through the 15th of next month so get into kurtz polaris Online at KurtzPolaris.com. Snow check season. Be the first to have the 2021 sleds from Kurtz Polaris. You know, Coulter, the online world is complex, and it's even the more complex when you have a business that's online. And let's be honest, every business is online in this day and age. How nice would it be if you had a company that could help you make your business demands simpler and the approach easier to understand while also making it secure? One of the great books ever written, Eric Hoffer, The True Believer. One of the theses in this book is man of ideas and men of action. Sometimes the men of ideas need men of action. We need help. We need help with all of the logistics of technology. Boy, do we. I got nothing but ideas, and I got no clue how to do any of this other stuff. So that's why you call our friends at Blackfoot. Blackfoot Communications are your men and women of action. When your business online needs help, needs security, and needs to, frankly, just stay functioning, At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. Ensure that your company is online all the time. Get the people of action from Blackfoot Communications. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Coulter, uh, we'll have uh, Blake Hempstead here in uh, in just a moment from... uh Anaconda, Copperhead Country. Okay, he's with us now. All right, that's, that's great. We go to the Regis Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in our buddy Blake Hempstead from over there in Anaconda. He also called the Class B State Basketball Tournament, such as it was this season. Blake, thanks once again for being with us. How are you? Greetings, gentlemen. Greetings to you. That's very formal. Is that Have we entered a new normal here? Because what I know of you, that <laughs> is abnormal to go greetings, gentlemen, on this thing. <laughs> We are in a new time. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf along with washing my hands. I'm going to be nice to you, too. Wow. That, those are two big steps, Blake. I really appreciate that. That's outstanding work by you. Uh, hey, man, let's talk a little bit about this last week. I know that, you know, obviously not getting a chance to get a formal, you know, champion and uh, and take a state tournament all the way to a state championship was, you know, a bummer for everybody involved. But you watched and called every game but one at the Class B tournament. So just take give us your overall sort of takeaway from Class B this year. Obviously, the Loyola girls uh, dominant on the girls' side. Yeah, Loyola was good. Um, Loyola weathered the storm, losing their best player, of course, the sophomore and Walker. They were able to – the only trouble they had was, you know, of course, coming from behind in that district championship game against Anaconda. And, of course, Anaconda didn't make the state tournament. But um, uh, Walker did not play in that game. And, you know, when she came back, obviously she wasn't 100%, but she added enough to where Coping just went nuts. She averaged 15.5 points, had seven threes in those first two games at State. Um, they would have faced off against Forsyth, of course, Forsyth, uh, with uh, Lindsey Hine, that stud that uh, Trisha Binford now is is now uh, clocking Montana kids along with all the other stuff that she's been able to do. But Hine was impressive. I thought Hine was the best player on the girls' side. Um, I don't think Loyola would have had a problem with them in the, in the state championship. Quite honestly, Forsyth lost to Shelby twice, and Loyola beat Shelby in the semis 46-21. It was just a great year for Jason Walker. When it comes to Lindsey Hine, what I mean, okay, you see the height on on you know a girl like that, and there's very few people who are going to be able to stack up with her in that sense. But from just a skill set standpoint, what does she bring to the floor? What can Montana State fans be excited about her uh, future uh, with the Bobcats? Uh, without being disrespectful, when you see six foot six on a junior girl in Montana, it typically doesn't land a lot of athleticism. Right. You don't see that. Yeah. That is not Lindsey Hine. Uh, the first half uh, in the first game I watched her play against Malta, they threw everything at her. Malta really young. In fact, Malta's going to be really good for a long time. Had six freshmen playing that state tournament, but um, she was not bothered by it one bit. They give it to the high post her triple threat, her passing. I thought her passing was uh, the best part of her game. And just 
the ability to have the handles that she does. She handles it in the in the backcourt during pressure situations. And then in the semifinals, she was able just to pound it away against Big Timber, another big team. Had 24 points, eight rebounds. Uh, I think she was five and seven from the free throw line. Just a, a solid, solid player. If those are the types of players that Benford is now getting, you know, she hasn't been able to get the Gatorade players. You know, those girls have typically went to Montana. But if Benford is now getting those girls from Class B and Class C schools, uh, that run down in Montana State is going to continue. Tell us a little bit more about the Loyola girls. As far as going forward here, obviously there's a couple teams in Montana that had their their seasons cut short. Every every season cut short was unfortunate, but the teams that were undefeated, that to me was the biggest disappointment, specifically the Hellgate boys and Loyola girls, because they, they just didn't get a chance to cap what would have been historic seasons. What's the future for Loyola? You mentioned Travis Walker, former receiver for the Grizz. He, had a, he did a great job in his first year. You mentioned they lost... His daughter early on, I know she's only a sophomore. I know Sydney Copeng, I believe she's a senior, and I know they had a couple other senior girls as well. But what's the future for them going forward? Do they have a chance to be pretty good again next year? Absolutely do. Copeng and Sam Clevenger are the only two seniors they lose. And, of course, I call them Jason Walker. I always do. I, don't, I just have <laughs> a mental block when it comes to, to Walker over there. Usually I call him Kirk, too, which has no <laughs> – I mean, it's just it, – I don't know. It's just me, but uh, so all apologies to to the Walker family over there. But Loyola is going to be great again next year. Um, Walker is going to come back better than ever. Um, she rehabbed that knee, uh, suffered early in the season, and they didn't necessarily struggle. But you're talking about an undefeated team that lost their best player and was still able to stay undefeated. She played a little bit in the divisional tournament, not much, didn't start, um, but then came on in the state tournament. Didn't have a really good shooting day or first day. Had 17 points. I believe she was like 11 of 12 from the free throw line or something like that. But, um, yeah, you're getting your best player back along with the kids that she played with growing up. Loyola is going to be good. Loyola and Malta next year are going to be really good. Switching over to the boys' side, I loved watching some of the boys' box scores this year. The Lodgegrass boys, they scored 80 every time out, I think. And the couple times that they played Harden, we were teasing on this show. The over-unders on those things were like, 160, maybe oh. 180. Yeah. Um, Harden dropped 100 twice on Lodgegrass, but that's only because Lodgegrass played such a fast pace that they were in it to go run and gun with Harden. I think both games were like 100 and something to 90 something. Hockey on the hardwood. No doubt. But uh, Lodgegrass boys, first and foremost, seemed like they played an incredibly entertaining style. I heard a lot of people say that that Rocky Boy Lodgegrass semifinal game was one of the best games they saw in Montana this year. And then on the other side of the bracket, the Three Forks kid, I know he was an outstanding player, too. I loved watching his Twitter highlights. He's got a lot of Rucker Park game coming from Three Forks, Montana. He's a slick little ball handler, too. So just break down that boys' side of the tournament for us. Well, you prefaced it by seeing Hellgate not get a chance to cap an undefeated season. I'm not so sure Hellgate wouldn't have had trouble with a Lodgegrass team. Of course, they lost 112-92 to to Harden um, you know, in one of those shootout games. Lodgegrass across the top. They go 6'8", 6'7", 6'6". This name, Damon Grovon, and it's spelled a lot different than that. He averaged 38 during the tournament. Wow. The first dunk, the first dunk that he had against Arlie. Arlie stayed with him really uh, during the first uh, the opening round, and then, of course, Arlie kind of um, hit the skids there in the fourth quarter, and I can talk about that here in a minute. But Damon Grovon is, was the best player that I watched Probably the entire year, six foot five, slick, could jump through the gymnasium. Unbelievable player. Well, do mention, and I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Lodgegrass couldn't hang on with Hellgate. We know that slow down ball in Class AA often uh, gets overlooked a little bit. Lodgegrass would not. Uh, they actually showed a little bit of ability in the semifinal game to slow it down against Rocky Boy and then blow him out late. This is something you and I have talked about a ton. This is something that's one of my favorite arguing points. So we'll get you out of here on this. We have a whole bunch of co-state champions. No one got to actually play in a state championship game. I love the idea of what used to be in Montana with the big 32 teams from every classification squaring off to see who's the best. And I think that basketball, more than so many other sports, the classification just straight up doesn't matter. But We had some phenomenal teams across the board in boys' basketball this year, whether it was Lodgegrass or Harden or Three Forks or Hellgate or Billing Skyview or whoever else might have been in the mix. Who's your overall state champion? Who's the best team? Who would win if we actually had a Big 32? I love 
Mr. Beckman. Now, I still call him Mr. Beckman because he was an instructor uh, of mine as I was a junior and senior in, in Anaconda. He has been kind of dragged through the mud, and he was in an unwinnable position, in my opinion, uh, deciding the things that he had to on, uh, on Friday night. With that being said, the MHSA is in need of some good things coming forward. There is nothing better than pushing back these spring sports that never start on time anyway due to the weather here in southwest Montana and through Montana. There would be no problem in my mind taking the top two teams out of each classification, going to Dahlberg, going to Bozeman, going to the Metra, and letting them play it out. You would pack those gymnasiums. Could you imagine? Could you imagine a Hellgate team with the fans backing them or a Butte, say if it's in the Butte Civic Center, a Butte High team is a one or two, and you have a, a, a reservation team such as Harden or Lodgegrass or Rocky Boy. You have those guys playing in a semifinal, no two-loss elimination, just a semifinal night on a Friday night, the week after a state tournament. Coulter, you would pack that place. Absolutely. That would be the most attended, and I can't believe they, they don't just look at it in terms of a money standpoint because it's all going back to the schools anyway. Well, Blake, we certainly appreciate it. That's a really interesting thought, one uh, that uh, should garner some consideration since we have some time to think now, which uh, is not one of my favorite things to do, certainly, but other people <laughs> do enjoy that. So we, we appreciate you being on here and giving us a, a, a front row seat to uh, the Class B tournament and some of the things that went on there, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, you two are co-champions in that uh, studio. So That's right. That's right. No ultimate winner, just Coulter and I. Blake Hempstead from Anaconda, Copperhead Country. Uh, he uh, runs the uh, full media service there for all things Anaconda, so you can go follow him on there. Check out the website and uh, as well. Sutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. You ready for a new truck? Get to Milton Burger Motors in Hamilton for the best deals and the best trucks, Duramax, Chevy, or GMC. Hour number one in the books, hour two straight ahead. A coach leaving the Big Sky Conference and men's basketball. Some players leaving, presumably, the Big Sky Conference from teams in the transfer portal. We'll also get to Leon Costello, the athletic director of the Montana State Bobcats. All of that coming up in hour number two next. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 